Introspect, take a sec, take a sec, watch it step Where you step, when you step, falling free through the sky Feel the breeze, feel the eye, all your fears, let them die Energy never dies, introspect, take a sec, take a second Let your world unfold I'm sure you've heard this project already before Like, it's... To me, yeah. this is this is this is a great album. <laughs> it's a great album for sure. Oh, that was an accident, but <laughs> <laughs> it works. Right, it works. Uh, well, happy Friday! It is Friday to those who are listening. Um. Appreciate you guys. Hope you guys had a great week. You guys had a a smooth week. A lot of stuff has been kind of going on in the week, but it's okay. We're here. If you make it, if you made it, you're blessed. Shout out to those who are working in in the house still. Shout out to people who are uh, going back to school. Have to go back to school in the midst of this. Even though I don't agree. It's all good. <laughs> Feeling the brandy vibes, you know, not too, I'm not too, too lit or, or whatever, but you know, just some mellow Friday, you know, it's a chill, chill Friday. You can do it quite like I can. I'm just here to shed a light, yeah, yeah, cause it gon' be alright, be alright. You're not the only one that can take out trash, that can make the cash, that can make a laugh. You're not the only one that can make a brag, that can make a drink, that can make a scream, keep a vibrator, and I make a bag, gotta make it last, got a little bit of Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let Him Speak Podcast, episode 30. I told y'all we were going to combine these episodes. You know, seasons get, get a little confusing. Um, so we were in two seasons. This was supposed to be season two, episode 22. But because we thought of pretty much together, we're like, hey, it, who cares about the seasons? It's just all one. Um, previously, of course, for those who don't know, we were uh, for the culture. We changed the name, hence the new season. But we're combining all the episodes. Episode 30, not 22, but you guys already know what it is. Uh, I'm your host, Cecil. If you're watching on YouTube right now, thank you guys so much. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we also salute you um, from us, the Craft Factory, to you. Thank you guys so much. And I am without my good buddies, Osahan and Abraham, but it's okay. I'm holding down the front. 
My Nigerian brothers will be back very, very, very soon. And in place of that, though, not even on a sour note, we got an amazing, amazing, amazing person that I have been a fan of. I've obviously followed him um, through, of course, social media. Um, this this man is, uh, I relate. I feel like I relate because he does multiple things. I do multiple things. And to juggle it, you know, there's peaks, there's valleys, there's highs, there's lows. Um, but more importantly, man, he's just a, a, a creative at heart. And I really appreciate that. Um, we got Brick in the house, Brick Liam in the house. Um, man, how are you? How are you doing? Listen, I'm, I'm here. That's all that matters. <laughs> Take each day at a time. Yes. You know? Yes. There's a lot going on. So, yeah. It is. Um, man, so first and foremost, in one sentence, how, how would you describe you in one sentence? Or word, if that... <laughs> Um, I would say willing, just always willing, giving nice. majority of the time, pretty giving, but willing, always willing. I think as we're, because it's surrounding the conversation about creativity, yeah. um, everything that I do, um, came from the, the start of it, the origin of it was me being willing, you know, to try to start to do, um, and so yeah, willing, I would say that's the word. Yeah. Um, that I would use to describe. And I think that's super important, the fact that you are willing, and that shows, I mean, you being able to to pour out, like, a plethora of stuff, a plethora of art. To me, art is everywhere. So, like, for example, yeah. for me, I, of course, found out the Craft Factory, and people know that, but at the same time, I'm a barber. So being a barber... I look at that as art. Like you're drawing on somebody's oh, head. It's not is. a. I don't look at it as like machine. That's hair. therapy. It's man. It is therapy. It's like therapy. I have. It really is. And lately, uh, and like that's kind of been my thing. Honestly, ironic that you said that. It's been therapeutic. Um, with everything going on, that is like I zone out. Um, I'm not trying to learn nothing like that. I'm nine years in, so praise God. <laughs> um, but when you get to that point, it's just therapeutic, and it's just you just autopilot. Um. With that being said, though, I do the my I guess my first question is with and we'll get into your backstory and, you know, growing up and stuff like that. But right now in 2020, we know 2020 is like a cuss word right now to us. Um, and with everything going on, the pandemic, racism, sports up in the air, up and down, you know, and who knows, you know, people got personal issues, family, like all that stuff combined. Um how have you been able to handle 2020 in a nutshell? Or is it just been one of those things where it's like, it's literally a day by day thing? Um, because I know for me and my team in the craft factory, like as for, of course, from the creative side, we've had stuff scheduled and, and we actually had a tour uh, scheduled for this year that we do every year. We had to cancel that, you know what I'm saying? Because of everything going on, we had to adjust to a lot of virtual stuff and everything. Our podcast were, it was, is in person. So at the time, we were remote like this for like at least three months, three to four months. Um, so yeah, like in 2020, what, what right now, what does 2020 look like for you? How have, how have you been handling this? <laughs> um, I think like when you asked in the beginning, like how I was, yeah. it's one of those take it a day at a time. I think that's the biggest lesson for me when it comes to 2020. Um, I knew coming into this year. So 
I, I, I actually recently quit my job. I want to say recently, like a couple months ago. Okay. This is probably, I'm going in my third month nice. of being an entrepreneur, like full-time entrepreneurship. Okay. And um, I knew that was going to happen this year. I just didn't know that it was going to happen in the, in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> right. Um, so Use all of your it talents was like, gifts. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, like you're going to quit your job, but you're also going to quit it when a lot yeah. of people are losing their jobs. Like, like you'll feel like you'll need it. Yeah. Um, so it's just been a big... I want to say a big faith walk has been a whole bunch of faith, faith leaps over time. Like yeah. every now and then God would just throw something else in there. Um, but I, more than anything, I've just learned to take each day at a time, take it um, for its value. Don't worry about tomorrow because then you're not, you're not, you won't be able to focus on the things you need to get done today. Yeah. So I've been trying to, you know, just practice that, um, stay focused on what today brings because literally tomorrow could not be promised. So I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I possibly can in today to, you know, yeah. fulfill my purpose and do what I do what I do, you know. Yeah. So that's really all I have for 2020. Yeah. I knew for sure that probably everybody else is experiencing the same thing where it's more of like an inner transformation as well. Mm-hmm. Not only what are we in the middle of a pandemic, but we're also in the middle of a race war. Not that yeah. any of this stuff wasn't happening before, but right. it's come to <laughs> a fever pitch yeah. and people are finally people who are not that don't look like us are finally also tired. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the world is starting to see, you know, yeah. that change uh, is needed. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a lot going on, but I think more than anything is teaching a lot of us who are willing to see it as such is teaching us to look on the inside and do the work yeah. that we need to do to change, you know, mm-hmm. us um, for the better. Yeah. And, it, so, and I think yeah. the, it's kind of, I wouldn't say we were forced because it's always a choice, but when you're stripped from everything, um, and of course this pandemic and with everything going on, you know, stuff is shut down, restaurants are closed, co- concerts are canceled, tours are shut off. So you're literally stuck with what's in your hands um, mm-hmm. and you being able to maximize that. Uh, and I know you mentioned something as far as, you know, everything that you do. Um, tying into that, I guess, segueing, like, what is all, what is, who is this person, like, all that you do? Because I know, of course, a group of us, we know you as a musician, as a musical recording artist, but there's more to you um, that I've, I've seen as far as subtle hints and stuff like that. Um, and I remember, I think the first time I was like, yo, he's way more than a musician, was uh, you had a series of just using your emojis as a uh just singing yeah. in through that the animation and i'm like whoa that's like nobody does that number one and then two is different it's refreshing um and so who what what is all that 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 you have on your hands <laughs> i think i've struggled for a while with that um yeah. one because i don't i never want to put a cap on it again being a willing person the reason i know how to i want to say the reason i know how to sing because i think people are gifted to sing yeah. but a lot of people can also grow into becoming better singers but yeah. the reason I was able to become a better singer is because I was willing to record music and go perform at open mics and go just attempt to do things that were on my heart mm. so I do graphic design as well um, but even with the visual art that is like a laundry list of things so <laughs> yeah. music video director I've done stuff for myself some of my peers that's amazing um coming well i've done animation in a sense before Mm -hmm. Uh, everything i do is self-taught so there's things that i've done that i could say that i've 
animated things and stuff like that. But I've done not necessarily the right or correct, um, yeah. you know, educational way of doing it. But I found ways to just figure things out. Did that come um, from drawing? Something animated. Like, did that come from drawing as a kid, Some or how things, did that come into the into the forefront? I just, I just, I've, I've always loved visual art as well. Not as much as music, yeah. but I think they've always gone hand in hand to yeah. me. Um, but as far as like my background, like mm-hmm. just growing up, we were like raised where we couldn't go to people's houses. Like we wasn't doing a whole lot. So I spent a lot of time in the house inside. So I'm a military brat as well. And we were stationed uh-huh. in Germany from, I was stationed there from fifth grade all the way to graduating high school. Wow. So pretty much my whole, you know, teen life. Um, you was outside the country than, most of your teen life. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much my whole entire teen life. Exactly. So it was like just being in the house all the time by myself. Like I have siblings, but we all kind of stay to ourselves a lot. So most of my time in my room was just me playing video games, me yeah. singing, me writing songs, me writing poetry, um, me putting collages together, just kind of always. Your introvert level was elite. Like, <laughs> and it's to this day, you know, it's, 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 it's been hard Damn. to change that. You know what I'm saying? It gets a little awkward, but yeah, it's just, I think it allowed me to get my, to, it allowed me to get to know myself on a creative level. Um, I think for me to get to know myself fully, it's just never going to happen. We're always, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, growing and changing, but my creative self, just knowing that there was nothing that I really could not do if I just saw something and figured it out. And I'm, for those who do believe, I believe in God. And yeah. I know that the Holy Spirit guides me pretty much on everything I do. Cause there's things that I look back at and I'm like, how did I even right. accomplish this? Like, how did I do this? Like, you can't, Man, I always see the vision beforehand yeah. and then I work backwards to figure out how to get to that last step yeah. um so yeah like I do there's I don't want to put different titles on myself because I just yeah. call it an all-around creative because yeah. I believe there's not really much anything that I can't do I don't th- I think that's the same thing for anybody if you really really desire to you want to figure it out it may not look amazing the very first time but maybe the 105th time it's going to look right. like something. I think people just have to be willing to look kind of stupid or crazy or yeah. not be perfect. I've done that with music too, release records that the quality may have not been there, but it allowed me to grow as a songwriter. It allowed people to hear my potential. And by the grace of God, people have been able to, you know, go with me on this journey as I grow as an artist as well. Yeah. So it's just overall, or overall creative. Yeah. Um, yeah. And don't, so overall and, creative. And I think that's, I've always, Oh, I mean, I've preached that to I'm blue in the face as far as being creative and not labeling yourself because that that was even my struggle. Um, I realized I was kind of OK at a lot of stuff <laughs> and that actually was frustrating. It wasn't like people think that's a, a great thing to be good at everything. And it's like, no, you don't understand in this brain. That's frustrating. It's stressful because because you're at least average on a lot of stuff. Now it's like, okay, what do I want to do? And you feel like now you have to, especially when I was younger, I had to pick one thing. Like, what's your career? What's this? What's that? And the times where I couldn't, I'm like, okay, God, I don't, I want to do everything because I feel like I can, I can dabble in graphic design. I could do podcasts. I can, I do poetry. My background is spoken word for over nine years. So between barbering and poetry, that was me. But at the same time, I, I love sports. So I, at the time I was doing sports too. So it was just so much and um, it wasn't until I realized, like, wait, like, that just because you do multiple things doesn't mean you have to cancel out everything else and pick one. You can still do everything. And now 
you know, just find the language, find, find yeah. the, the English, if you will, that preach that. Um, so I, you know, you doing multiple things, um, and I can understand that really well. What was the, was there a moment where it was like, ah, I get it. Like I could, this aha moment with God where it was like, you just graduate kind of grew into this person that just, Hey, I'm, I'm embracing the fact that I have, I can do multiple things and I'm okay with that. What was that, that journey like? Um, well, I'll, I'll start by saying that music came first. So yeah. music is and will always be my very first love. I think visual art has, um, over time, has allowed me to be able to express myself yeah. um, along with the music and its great packaging, and I'm able to brand myself and do all these amazing things. Your branding is um, elite, to, by the way. Like, <laughs> the way you... It. I'll just say this, and I'm going to let you go, uh, but just the way you, you're able to package stuff and like even on like you know a lot of people make a lot of noise about instagram and algorithms and all this stuff which i'm not a like i'm a person that look just post it like post it and yes make sense of it and have some cohesion but at the same time you know don't stop yourself because of fear of what it looks like just just do it and then live with the verdict but with you you've been able to kind of balance that um and do it in a very unique unique way creative way um, so yeah, I, I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I just just the journey overall though has been a lot more difficult than I think people understand. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, music is my very first love, and again, by the grace of God, I've been able to build this gift with visual art as well that can accompany the music to make the music larger than life, and for people to gravitate towards anything that I do. Um, but I think again as far as like coming to that understanding, it's an everyday decision and an everyday conversation with God. Like it's a perspective single time Mm -hmm. uh, because I do have days where I'm just like, I see all my peers and everybody is just working on their music and Mm -hmm. they're hiring other people to do their work. And not that I couldn't do that. I just know that I have a strong vision and God gave me this gift. And sometimes I don't want to have to put it in someone else's hands. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does become difficult just finding that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what separates me. And before I used to think that separation was a bad thing. And every now and then I have to retrain myself to remember that it's actually a good thing. Like it sets me apart um, that I can do multiple things. When I think about my future, I see it like a, like a Pharrell or like a Kanye, like people being able to dabble in these different things. But of course they first came with the music and music is what gave them a name. And then they were able to be successful in other arenas. Um, I'm just not sure how, what that looks like for me. And I think yeah. it's harder being the first of something, you know, you know, trailing, you know, doing something new, you know what I'm saying? Like, can I fully be a visual artist and fully be a music artist? Um, because it does get frustrating. You don't know what people are gravitating towards. Some people may follow you yeah. or support you because they love your visual art. Some people may mm-hmm. do it because of your music, but uh, I'm learning that it just all goes hand in hand. And I think that, my purpose is a lot more important, important and bigger than my gifts because yeah. my gifts are made to make the room, but my purpose is what allows me to really, really like stay there and operate yeah. and really touch other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I, it's just a constant reminder for me to stay focused on the vision before mm-hmm. me and just accomplishing that every single day, whether that be, I feel the need to do something visually here, or I feel the need to do something musically here. Like, just being obedient with that because that's what allows me to get to the next place and the next place and the next yeah. place. 
um, in my journey. Um, so, but either way, it's still like an everyday thing. Like I wake yeah. up some mornings, I'm just like, I'm tired of this. Like, for <laughs> example, I've been, I'm an entrepreneur now, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I have all these different clients now and God has been faithful, you know, to like yeah. allow me to meet different people and come across different opportunities visually, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But I wish I could take a month off right. to record my next project. I haven't been in the studio like over a year. Like I haven't recorded new music in over a year. Wow. Um, and while my other friends and peers are releasing EPs during yeah. the pandemic and filming full out music videos and performances, like I'm literally here grinding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and same. working you know what same. i'm saying because a lot of people are needing these visuals and just different things done so mm-hmm. i'm one of those people that's doing it but i'm also learning that things happen in seasons too so there's certain seasons where god allows me to just kind of like flow musically and there's other seasons where he'll allow me to really really succeed visually so i'm yeah. just kind of filling it out and again taking it a day at a time because it could switch up tomorrow yeah who knows but yeah and, and that's it, it's listen it is a day-to-day thing um a lot of people I even say this, there's a lot of people that are promoting as if they are busy. Um, but the truth of the matter is, it's like, yeah. you chilling just like us. Like, we're trying to figure this thing out. You know, this, this is something, this year has been a year that nobody was prepared for. I don't care, I don't care how much money, I don't care your status, I don't care if you're on a record label or you're indie, nobody was prepared for this. So, come on, phone, you're going to interrupt me right now. Um, so when you look at it from that, that angle, um, it takes a lot of diligence. It takes endurance. It takes, it takes that stamina to, um, to push, um, to, to have that drive to still be productive, even though we have ample opportunity just to kind of be lazy. Cause it's like when you're in the house or if you're quarantined or you just, when everything's shut down, it's like, you kind of have that freedom to kind of do do whatever um and kind of be lackadaisical with it so i think that's key that you are still pushing and still grinding and still trying to produce something out of nothing um even when it doesn't look like there's nothing happening but there is something happening so um going back though kind of rewinding in your life a little bit you said that you were you spent most of your teenage life obviously outside the country in germany um well first off do you have any siblings Yes. Yes. So I have, I have <laughs> two siblings that I grew that I grew up with. So okay. uh, two kids that my mom had, and then my father, my biological father. Yeah. I think I have five other sisters. Okay. Nice. Outside of that, yeah. Okay. So you grew up in Germany. Um, a lot of times people don't remember that childhood, but what? How was that? Because I've met a lot of I met a few people quite frequently uh, recently actually actually that they say a hey, military kid. Um, Germany. Um, and so I've been like really curious, like what, how, what, what was that experience like, um, growing up out there? And then the transition when you now came to the States, what was that? Like, how, I, I really want to know like a deep dive in your brain. Like, what was that like? Um, I think when I say Germany, a lot of people just think like, oh, wow. So do you speak German? Like that's usually the first yeah, that's question. The question. <laughs> so it's just like, do you speak German? And there's like a few phrases that I remember because it's mm-hmm. been years now since I've been back. But um, I think people have to consider that because it was the military that we imagine like a little American, you know, community or town yeah. within Germany. And then with Germany, there was like other several other bases there. So when people say they were stationed in Germany, 
they could have been anywhere like germany is you know big yeah, so yeah, yeah. um so just imagine like a american community in the middle of germany so we were living on base we we had facilities and stores and things where people that were hired there were american and spoke english and yeah so it was like like a little, little neighborhood yeah like a mm, kind of big too you know what yeah. i'm saying like <laughs> It just depends. Like, there's several bases in one, you know, city and different things like that. So, went to an American school. It wasn't like I went to a German school. Right, went to right, American right. school f- from elementary school, middle school, and high school. Um, and yeah, like, it's basically just little America. Um, I think um, it was cool. I think being able to, you know, live somewhere else and experience other things. Because of course, we still were able to spend time off base, you know, for like the festivals and just different things and carnivals. Um, and so we did have those experiences. Um, but I think the life of a military brat is a lot more difficult than people, I think, seem to understand. I, lo- I look at a lot of my friends now, and a lot of them were able to grow up together. A lot of them are actually related by blood. So yeah. just a lot of people being able to know that they have, like, childhood friends that with that they can communicate with. Me, um, there's not a lot of people that, I keep in contact with because by the time I moved, you know, Facebook or like uh, Instagram and email and all those different things mm-hmm. wasn't like that big of a thing. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I could keep up with everybody. Yeah. Um, so I have memories, but it's not like super, you know, lengthy right. as far as relationships and friendships are concerned because a lot of people were moving. And this is also, I was, we were stationary in the middle of once like nine 11 happened. Yeah. Um, so imagine like a lot of my friends who were, living there one day we're stationed somewhere else the next day or people their parents going off to fight their parents oh, passing away yeah that's a lot having to move so it's very inconsistent lifestyle just constantly moving because we actually lived in a few different places in germany we were stationed in different bases in actual germany so always constantly moving or people around you constantly moving um a majority of my my, my life literally looked like being at home being at school and being at church wow. so it wasn't really much that i was doing I mean, probably in high school, managing like the football and basketball team, but and doing track and field. But other than that, it wasn't really much going on. So it was really like me in the house. Um, It it was cool, you know, to be able to, you know, vacation on the weekends, like being able to like drive a couple of hours and you be in France or visiting Paris. Is that close? The Eiffel Tower. Well. The last place we lived in was Bitburg, Germany, and it was like a two-hour drive to France. Not necessarily Paris, France, but right, right, right. another city in France. So with everything being bordered there, like you're going to a whole nother place. Yeah, you know, we've gone. I've gone to Spain a couple of times. I've been to Italy a couple of times. Like it was just like hmm. I, in reflection. Now that I'm older, I can appreciate it. Then right. I was just like, I do not want to go. You're like okay, we're just going home. to another city. <laughs> I don't want to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're driving down the street, but it's really like in retrospect, you're like, oh wait, I've actually been to France. People want yeah. to go to France. People want to go to Paris. You know, people want to experience that. So, um, I mean. In retrospect, it was cool, but it was also a lot more complicated than people, I think, understand. I think it played a big part in my introvert kind of, you know, vibe. And as far as like relationships, being able to maintain those because we're so accustomed to going, going. you know, picking up and going. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I moved around even in my adulthood, just constantly moving around. I moved back and forth between Houston and Atlanta so many different times. And it's just kind of what I know, just being a nomad, just kind of going. Got it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that now that's that's because out here, I think in the states, we 
like you said, we treat Spain and France like, oh my God, I want to go to Spain. I want to do the, 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 but we are, we don't, we don't want to drive. Like we, like out here, a two hour drive is like, nah, like <laughs> that would yeah. never happen. Um, but you go to other, other places, a two hour drive is nothing. It's like, oh, oh my friend lives just an hour away or two hours away. Oh, let's go hop in the car and go. Um, so that's that's cool. That's unique. Uh, side note is there or side question: What is there food that or or food that you eat that you tried outside the country that you would eat now? Um, not that I can think about because I feel like there's so Germany is known for like Wiener Schnitzel, mm-hmm. which is basically like fried chicken fillets. But you know what I'm saying. Um, and then like People think the sausages and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, it's there. I'm sure it's here somewhere, but it's yeah. not something I would eat. Right. Now I, I would say a delicacy there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I don't even call it a delicacy, but when it, uh, in Germany, what I found out was that, um, they like to eat their French fries with mayonnaise. Uh, so like where we where we, where we dip now where we dip ketchup here they dip ketchup there but they also have it to where people dip in mayonnaise which being truthfully like just being super honest is not as bad as you think it's not as bad as you think people it's actually really? pretty common here too like I, I remember first seeing it like happen like we were at like a carnival and they, they used to have like the fries and the little cones yeah and some people would just squirt a whole bunch of ketchup and other people will squirt mayonnaise. Uh, a whole bunch of mayonnaise and I'm watching people like <laughs> eat it. I'm just like what is going on like that's a whole lot of mayonnaise but Yo. I'm just saying it's it's to this day it's actually something that I, I do to this day though it's not bad like I, I don't eat mayonnaise by itself it has to be like mayonnaise and ketchup together right. just right, to right, cut, right. cut down the acid but it's really not that bad. But that's something I learned. Wow. That's something I saw in Germany. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That like I so I've seen like I've seen this nasty trend that I think it died. I hope it did. But people were starting to dip fries and like shakes and stuff. And I'd be like, Yo, what are y'all doing? I don't. Yeah, people. Do you want some fries with your shake? Yeah, I think that was like a thing where people were dipping their fries. I never shake. understood I just, it. I never tried it. But I don't like soggy fries. So. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. I'm the type that's very. I don't like change that much. I realize <laughs> as I got older, um, and it goes all the way down to food. Like I realize I'm just not a fan of change, in that sense. Yeah. So I can, I can appreciate some some steadfastness, um, somewhere in foods. Yeah. But mayonnaise, I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I would try. It I mean. It sounds. It sounds different. I, I would say try it, mixing it with ketchup first. Not. I would never. Yeah, I can't eat, do it alone. Like fully mayonnaise by itself. That that yeah. would never ever happen. Yeah, I can't do it alone. Dude. But yeah, gotta have cut down little... the tomato acid. Okay. With a little bit of mayonnaise in, in, and that's in a... the store. Like there's like mixes of ketchup in wow. the store now. Like ketchup and ranch, ketchup and mayonnaise, ketchup and something else. Like ketchup and ranch. That I'll do. I'm a ranch guy till the day I die. <laughs> so <laughs> you can yeah. you know catch me with some ranch. I mean ketchup. I mean, mayonnaise and ranch is basically kind of like the same thing. You said ketchup and watery. And ha- no, I'm sorry, mayonnaise and ranch. Mayonnaise, and- are well, basically, basically ranch, the same thing. Only because I say I, I'm I'm a ranch guy is it just it just has a, a you know little little flavor, a little, taste. a little yeah, swag a to taste. it. You know? <laughs> so, but with Absolutely. mayonnaise, it's just 
is mayonnaise. Like I, you know, and I'm a very, I'm a very visual. This may make sense to some, but I'm a visual eater too. Like if it don't look appealing to me, I probably won't eat it. So mayonnaise is a very, very hit and miss with me. Like that's why with sandwiches, cool. Anything else? I I got questions. (laughs) Never buy it. So yeah. So that's, that's, that's cool, man. That is, uh, that is really, really interesting. Um, so you, so you go through childhood in that area, um, back and forth, you know, friends was kind of in and out. You didn't have a lot of, you know, what we call social media in that sense, obviously because of everything that was going on. So it was just you, it was games, it was music. Then you transitioned, of course, out here. And you said you lived in um, Atlanta and Houston going back and forth. So where are you at right now located? Where are you located right now? I'm actually in Dallas. You're in, so Dallas. I'm in Dallas. Okay. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. Um, How was and that? I moved here about three years ago. Another just random guy moved. God was like, yeah, you need to go. I waited like before a year. Before Dallas, you life. was where? Before Dallas, I was in Houston. And before Houston, I was in Atlanta. And before that time, I was back in Houston. Like, oh, I my gosh. She was back between Houston and Atlanta <laughs> for some years. Yeah. Until I finally got back to Houston. And then it was just time to transition again. I'm just so accustomed to my life. Just Wow. It's kind of sporadic. But. Yeah, I went to school in Atlanta. That's originally what got me back to the States. Um, graduated high school in Germany. Um, I went to Clark, Clark Atlanta University in Atlanta, Georgia. Nice. Um, was there for like five years um, after graduating. I moved back. Well, I say back to Houston because my family's from there. So mm-hmm. Houston's basically home, Yeah. you know, for me. Um, all my family's there, at least my mom's side. I didn't meet yeah. my father until like a couple years ago. So that's wow. a whole another thing. That's still good, though. But, that's amazing. Yeah. Houston is home. Yeah. Um, so I moved to Houston after I graduated and then was there for like a couple years and then moved back to Atlanta. Just kind of like trying to figure things out. Just wanted to pursue music. I uh, was there for a couple years, then moved back to Houston. Um, then I was in Houston for a couple years and then I moved here to Dallas. Wow. So you just yeah. back, you track runner back and forth, back and forth with, with everything. Don't know. So yeah. like, I guess, so being a creative, we we've always been under this, I'm not going to say a myth, but sometimes people always preach to people who are like very artistic as, as far as like having that one or choosing one thing as a, like I said before, choosing that one thing, you know, multitasking is, is, is for the birds and blah, blah, blah. Um, but talking to you and seeing how, you know, in your life, there was a lot of transitions and back and forth. How does that reflect in your creative process are you have you gotten to the point where you're just used to that just that back and forth vibe or or is it one of those things where it's like you're trying to get out of that or does it like I guess what I'm what I'm really asking is like how does that reflect in your creative your your creativity um as a creative because sometimes what we come from and what we what we do it it kind of flows into you know, the things that we do. That's good. Cause I never related the two Yo. as far as like my background <laughs> and how that kind of plays yeah. part and why I'm so like, you know, multifaceted and just right. doing different things. Um, I think more than anything, it did teach me to kind of just be on my toes, you know, yeah. just be ready for anything, being willing, you know, to just go there. Um, I don't know. I just, I think I've just always had this comfort with myself when it comes to creativity too. Again, yeah. just knowing myself creatively, it's just kind of like I have a vision and I, all I know is that every time I follow this vision, I'm able to accomplish something. Yeah. So let's just go with it. And I think 
a part of that conversation too is like when I talk to other people and they're just like, well, I'm not as creative or I'm not a creative and I'm not creative or I think that's, that's a lie. I think it's a perspective hate, yeah, thing. I think I people have to be willing. I think everybody has the ability to be, to be creative. Yeah. Um, and then there's also these same people out here just kind of like, well, so-and-so is not really that creative, but why are they successful? It's because they were willing and they just yeah. tried and they did it. And I think that's just the mindset you have to have. Just do it. Yeah. Um, I think, of course, sometimes we struggle with perfection. So I think I've just had enough experience of trying for perfection and not working and then just kind of going with it. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't fully love it, other people somehow think that it's amazing. I kind of just like, okay, well, to God be the glory, because I have no right. idea exactly what any of this is or whatever. But um, just I think I'm just always on my toes when it comes to creativity. Always yeah. just, again, being willing to not necessarily be wrong, but I don't see it as like a failure or a a pass. I see it kind of as like a constant journey, a constant experience that's so much bigger than me. Like I know that my source of creativity doesn't come from myself. Yeah. um, But it does. It is a result of my obedience to that unction. If that makes sense. Like all I'm, all I'm doing is, all I'm being asked to do is do this one thing. And if I do it, then cool. Then every, all the outcome, all the outcomes after that, you know, come as followed. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just that understanding that it's bigger than you kind of yeah. helps you not put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think um, being growing up, like for me growing up, you know, you, I grew up doing multiple things, so it wasn't like, mm-hmm. I was restricted in that sense. Um, and that's what kind of blossomed into this whole organization that, that we do on our, our end, Craft Factory. Like, it, Craft Factory is catered to all creatives. We're here to serve all creatives. We're not fashioned just to serve poets um, or to uh, provide content for just painters, um, for example. Uh, I think the goal here for all of us is to make sure that we're able to serve everybody across the board um, with all kinds of whatever the content is, as long as it's equipping and encouraging and challenging people, um, then you're fine. You, you you know you did your job well, and I think that's that's what's most important. That's what's key. Um, so, of course, timeline: Germany out here, back and forth. Atlanta. Uh, I'm sorry, you said Atlanta, right? Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta and then Houston. 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 I was about to go into the Drake uh, song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Absolutely. I've never been to Vegas, but listen. Uh, hey. So you're going back and forth. Um, I'm assuming you're still you're still singing. You're still doing what you do here and there. Um, and then, as you get older, how, what would you define if there is such thing as a your big break? Um, what is there? What would that big moment look like for you like what was your what's your greatest moment in everything that you have done um so far um thus far i would say 2017 and 2018 even coming into 2019 well was it 2000 no 2018 2019 even at the top of this year yeah um i got connected to pj morton um, and I actually connected with him back in like 2015, like when I was in school in Atlanta. Yeah. Like his I was about to ask you, like, what was the first time you met him? Um, well, I had, I didn't officially meet him, but of course I have been to like several of his shows. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. 
I, I was ministering on campus, but I would also visit his dad's church. So I yeah. would see him there just kind of like a head nod, just kind of like familiar faces, but not that my face is familiar, but yeah. just kind of like being like, oh, he knows, he knows that he's yeah, PJ. You know, so yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, hey, what's up? You know, what's up, man? So just being super cool. And in 2015, um, this is when I was living in, living in Atlanta after school. Um, somebody had asked me, a friend of mine at the, at the time had asked me to um, host a meet and greet um, for his live show Killer album. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was asked to do that, did that. And we got connected then. And that's when I was like, hey, can I get your email? I want to send you some records that I've, you know, done. I want to get your opinion. Um, Cause I'm thinking maybe this will be an opportunity to work with him. Yeah. Um, or just to get his uh, just get his opinion. I've always respected PJ, people like him and Emily King, people who are able to they've gone through the industry, but still able to maintain their career and still pressing forward yeah. in their own unique way. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be like so-and-so don't have to be like, so they never bow yeah. to being something that they weren't. Yeah. Um, they've always been able to kind of just, you know, be the Phoenix yeah. to kind of just, they never broke. You know, rise. They just, they didn't they, yeah. Yeah. They just kind of just did them and yeah. it took a little more time, but that's what I guess resonated in my mind that, uh, would be understanding that it may have taken them some time to get there, but that's how, you know, they're going to also be there much longer. Exactly. Um, I think so many people these days are used to instant gratification. They want to see the followers overnight, but we watch so many artists rise today and, and are gone tomorrow. Yeah. And I even just fall, they just kind of like disappear. And it's mm-hmm. because music is at this constant, it's in this constant rotation. Like a song I put out today won't mean anything tomorrow because yeah. it's old by then. You know what I'm saying? The expiration date, it's just weird the way that things work nowadays. Yeah. And I think, Again, it's a perspective thing because it's like being in the matrix. You, it's only real to those who participate in it. Exactly. Um, and I think for those who decide to just take time to step back, do their own thing, wait to put out music, however they want to do it, it just it just works for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I just really just enjoy watching them continue to do what they do. But either way, I, I met him in 2015, and we didn't really could like connect, connect then. But eventually, he followed me on Instagram, and I remember he was actually on a tour with Emily King. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, he gave me his contact. Um, I was at the Houston show. This is when I moved back to Houston at mm-hmm. this time. Um, and he started following me on Instagram, and he saw that I was doing like different graphics for myself and just doing visual stuff. So he respected me on a visual level. I'm not sure if he had heard any music by that time, yeah. but at least he knew that I was a artist and yeah. I also did visual art. Um, so they kind of went hand in hand into why he was actually even seeing who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward to 2017, I had moved to Dallas. That same summer I moved to Dallas. I finished my album, The Ascension um, LP, and put that out in October um, in the top of the year, like February, January, February. It was some time at the top of the next year Mm -hmm. um, where the same week, like I got a call from Layla Hathaway's people saying that that I won the competition for, you know, the Dallas show. And she actually let me open for the San Antonio show. But that same week, PJ reached out to me like via DM, like, yo, um, would you like to open on the more gumbo tour? But mind you, just that fall, I had just released my album. And I had just like gone to the gumbo tour. Like my friend Ashley was opening in that time. And yeah. so I'm thinking, Lord, like I wish I want to do something like this one day. Yeah. And then literally a couple months later, he's just like, Hey, would you like to open? And I'm That's like, amazing. 
yo, yo. Yes. He was like, I haven't <laughs> even he was like, I haven't even given you like the rate or anything. And I'm just like, I don't care. I want to do yeah, it. Like, yes. Not knowing what it would what all it would take, you know, to happen. And I had just gotten this job. It was like my first like job job where it yeah. was like amazing benefits and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, dang, I'm gonna have to take some time off. Like, what does that look like financially? But God really took care of me. A friend of mine like donated a thousand dollars for me to like make sure I got on my flights the first That's time dope. around. And eventually the money started adding up so I yeah. could do the hotels and Airbnbs and flights and stuff like that. But that was like the first thing that was just kind of like, whoa, this is crazy. And then wow. after that summer tour, he wanted me to go on tour with him in the fall. But the, I guess the agreement he had with the company, um, they had somebody else to kind of open for that show, even though he wanted me to do it. And I think, I guess also giving, I won't say giving credit to myself, but also understanding that he wouldn't have wanted me back if I didn't do a good job. This being my mm-hmm. very first time going on to it for the first time and people receiving me the way that they did. Mm-hmm. And I think every show was perfect because there were shows where I was just like, yeah, I'm so nervous what the hell is going yeah. on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then there were other shows where I was like, okay, now this is my system. This is the very, I know everything about this set. Like I'm good, you know? So yeah. It was a, a lot of learning experiences, but more than anything, it was just kind of like mind blowing to be like, I literally said a couple months ago that I really wanted to open for a tour or go on tour. And I have this opportunity, like I'm in it right now. Power of the time. Um, yeah. But anyways, that fall, I was supposed to do that tour too, but the company had a different arrangement with him. And then that Christmas tour, he reached out to me to do the Christmas album mm-hmm. artwork as well as like some Christmas tour promo because he saw that I was doing like, illustrations and just different things like that yeah because i what happened was for the tour that i was on him with i had started doing my own graphic like promo so he was like oh this is really really cool i'm gonna use this too you know what i'm saying so yeah became that kind of thing so he asked me to do the christmas stuff and christmas eve um well a couple like a week prior to christmas he was one of the dates was in Dallas. He had me open for that show. So each city he had different people opening. And so he had me open for Dallas. And when I came into Soundcheck, he was like, yo, let's have a conversation about our partnership. And I was like, okay. And I'm thinking, I don't know what partnership <laughs> is, but cool. So we're literally talking on the phone on Christmas Eve. And he's like, yo, so about this partnership. He was like, and when I say partnership, I mean, really, I want to sign you to my label. Right. So, yeah. So it was just like, Oh, absolutely. Let's, yeah, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Because again, he's also somebody I've respected over time in, in, in conversation with my mother, my mom, she was really strict on us, not like having like secular music in the house. Yeah. Um, but her also understanding that PJ literally is a PK, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And just the way that he approaches it, the stuff that he does, it's just him. I want to talk about the wholesome part. Cause I think everybody has their role. I'm not like somebody that's not going to listen to like certain stuff on the radio. Cause right. I, I can still appreciate you know, uh, different types of music, but he just always kind of like just done him and also done it in a way that will still be respectful to what his dad has accomplished as, as a gospel legend and, uh, as a Bishop, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, um, it's just always just really cool to see, you know, my very first opportunities with somebody that could understand where I needed to come from. Mm -hmm. Um, they also want to continue to work with me, you know what I'm saying? And just always wanted to support. I think it was cool because, um, most people at this time are kind of just like anti labels. Um, but technically with PJ, it's like an indie label. It's right. not like I have Beyonce's budget, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But <laughs> right. He just wants to be able to put some kind of support behind me that I didn't have before. That's and nice. constantly invited me on tours. So even at the top of this year, um, so at the end of last year in the fall, in the winter, I was on tour with him doing the Paul tour. So there was like dates 
um, that I did for the Paw Tour. And then at the top of this year, he had some random show dates um, and I was doing those too. So just kind of always giving me that opportunity. I think, again, also feeling fulfilled because I really respected me visually. Yeah. But understanding that clearly he also respects me musically because he wouldn't have me getting on stage. He wouldn't be wanting to sign me as a music artist. That means a lot. He just sees that. Exactly. So it was like finally finding that like aha moment. The same thing my experience with Layla Hathaway, like yeah. meeting her, a, a big part of our conversation was her complimenting my Instagram page and how things graphically worked and how cool they looked and just different things. I'm like, of course, I would love to have a conversation about if she likes my voice or not or, like, right. you know, right. vocal stuff. <laughs> But do but you like my music, though? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, have you listened to? But again, it was a yeah. perspective thing because what I had to realize in that moment is she didn't respect you musically. She wouldn't have had you open, not for just one, but for two shows. That's, man, come so on. it's more about yeah. the practice of talking to yourself, you know, yeah. nicely and being kind to yourself. Like, what do you mean, like, they don't like you musically? She wouldn't have gave, given you the opportunity, but what enhanced her giving you the opportunity was her knowing that you're also a visual artist the same way in conversation with her, she's much more than musical Layla Hathaway. She has, she's a visionary herself. You know what I'm saying? She has so many different things that she can do. um, But I think people put her in this box. So I think the fact that she could see me musically and visually and that PJ could see me musically and and, uh, visually as well is, it's a sign that I'm on the right path um, and that I could do both and I could get respected for both hand in hand. Um, yeah, so that's man, yeah. that's that's amazing that they're able to see you beyond one thing. And I think that's key. Like to be able just across the board, even from human to human or just creative to creative, like be able to see somebody not just for the initial like, Oh, you're good at this visually? Okay, I'm gonna use you for that or let's talk about that. But they're willing to go deeper and willing to grow with you and and, yeah. and in some way, shape or form, obviously like lead you um into other levels or new or deeper levels into what you already do and i think that's key and i know you mentioned names like layla and pj um as pretty much you know influencing you on some of the stuff when it comes to like people who influenced your music growing up who were the people that you listened to a lot um strictly raised on gospel music yeah um Initially, it was a lot of like choir music, like Milton Brunson uh, was wow. big. John P. Key was yeah. big in my household. So those were like the main two that I was just always hearing and listening to. You got Marvin, uh, Marvin Winans and Yolanda Adams. Like I specifically remember mm. those albums being played in my mom's car and yeah. being played in the house. Um, those VHSs. And then it was just like musically also I'm watching Disney movies all the time. So it was a lot of that. I um, mean, the musicality in Disney movies are amazing, too. So. Um, it was a lot of that. And then eventually, you know, being able to kind of like go visit my grandmother during the summer and I'm spending time with my cousins. They had Brandy was like the biggest thing, you know, during you know, that, you know, from 94 all the way, you know, to the early 2000s mm-hmm. and um, just falling in love with her voice. Um, and uh, when she released Full Moon. Full like, Moon, man. Yeah. When she released Full Moon, <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like I didn't know yeah. like I'm like I'm not, I don't think I was a teenager then but I'm listening to the album just kind of like why do I feel these emotions that I have never even experienced before Man. and being able to feel secular music the same way I felt um gospel music was 
a thing for me when it came to listening to that album. And then I discovered Music Soul Child like a couple years after that. Like I was had to been in high school. I hadn't heard his third album for the first time. Yeah. It hadn't heard anything prior to that, like Just Friends and Love and yeah. all like his big records. I hadn't even heard them. I had heard his first, his third album for the first time and then went backwards and just like, this is crazy. Like I knew then Neo Soul music was something that I needed. Like I loved, I loved the jazz aspects of Neo Soul music. I love um, being able to play with the ear sonically, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And between the two of them, it was just crazy. Um, Usher, super big. Like he made me like pop yeah. music. Um, everybody loves Confessions, but I'm an 8701 dude. Ooh. Like, yeah. Ooh, okay. I, mean, I think Confessions clearly is like yeah. the greatest, but as far as influence and like yeah. the album that I really, really hold close yeah. is 8701. Yeah. Um, um, so many different people like Tank. I heard Sex, Love, and Pain, that album, yeah, album in high did. school for the first yeah. time. And I was yeah. just like, wow, R&B yeah. music is like legend. Because I'm saying, like, in just that year for music, a lot of people kind of just, and you mentioned Usher in that album versus Confessions. And a lot of people like, for example, a lot of people like Confessions because it was just a popular com- not commercialized album. But I mean, it was amazing, though. It was amazing. Like, you know, everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. But his other albums, like people listen to it because just from a musical standpoint, from a production standpoint, yeah. uh, there's other albums that may speak out a lot more than the popular ones that we're so used to. So that's that's yeah. cool that you even bring that album up. I'm like, whoa, what do you know about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, especially listening to Usher because this is also, I'm, when I'm thinking about these albums, I'm thinking about how I'm, how I'm developing um as a vocalist too. Yeah. So as mm-hmm. my voice is changing, I'm listening to Brandy because a lot of her lows, she's singing in a lot of her lows. And so I can sing in her octave. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And then what Usher is making me use my falsetto. Same thing with yeah. Music Soul Child teaching me jazz and um, mm. teaching me falsetto and being a guy that is comfortable singing in my baritone. You know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't, that wasn't, it still really isn't a common thing. Like yeah. we hear That's people right. in their falsetto all the time. Yeah. So, what is going to allow me to be different? What do I have that I don't use enough? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what those people kind of like taught me. Um, D'Angelo, it's so many artists. Like I love all types of music. Um, it's never one thing. I think another, to your um, to your question earlier, as far as like my upbringing, you know, being a military brat, I think the other part of it is being raised around other ethnicities and other people with different backgrounds because it allowed me to hear different genres yeah. um, and different perspectives as well when it came to music. So I'm listening to country and pop music, um, you know, because of my, you know, my peers at school. So, right. yeah, that's dope. It's a plethora of things. Yeah. That's dope. That's 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 music, music one on one with those albums right there. But I'm going to get into Song of the Weekend. I'm actually going to play your latest single, Some Other Dude. Um, I'm going to let that rock. And then I'm going to come back. We're going to close out. I'm going to ask you some more more good questions. And we out of here. So this is Some Other Dude by Brick. Find it on multiple, multiple platforms. Apple Music, Spotify. Go on his bio, Instagram. Uh, you'll find the links all there. You make me feel warm when it's cold outside. You are my home when 
back though i just want to say that Crushes always crushing me. That don't seem to work for me. It may not be in my face, you see, so I think. But then you come along with that pretty face, with hella style and hella grace. And I hope you plan to stay. And cause love is a choice, I know it can happen at first sight. I simply wanna be your favorite jeans that fit just right up that's all right. Mother dude, Rick Liam, your amazing record. Appreciate it. Amazing record. That was a random question. Do you are you have you always been comfortable hearing your your own voice? Because I know a lot of artists are like I'm freak freak out when they place. when they hear the playback and they be like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I would say 
probably over like the last couple of years, I've just gotten comfortable with it because I think I've gotten to a place where the records that I've been able to do have just been beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah. And I think too, it just comes with time. I think because I can listen to old records now and there'll be moments where I, I'll cringe, but there are also moments <laughs> right. where I'll hear the potential I had yeah. and what I was trying to do and what I was able to do and just, you know, all the good stuff. It just, it just takes time. You just yeah. get comfortable eventually. That's dope. Now, I can't, I still at this point do not like listening to my speaking voice. My singing <laughs> voice is one thing, but my speaking voice don't. Oh, I'll probably not watch this back and just that's like, funny. Yeah. uh that's dope that's dope though that's uh that's pretty cool so going forward um you're still obviously in the graphic design you're still doing visual arts you're still um into the media part and of course musically um you're still obviously invested in that uh going forward with with whatever god puts on your heart to put out next what do you envision yourself um putting out as far as uh music like do you you want to stay in this in this vibe that you've been in musically, or do you feel like there's something different on the horizon when it comes to uh, the type of 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 music, if you will? Because I'm I've listened to a lot of your stuff, and it's it's so, I mean, it's a vibe. Like it's just it's it's you know you go outside, get you whatever your favorite drink is, and you just mm-hmm. vibe. And and that's the that was uh it was great. Um, so now going forward, what do you see yourself? uh doing musically um honestly i don't know i the last two projects so the ep i released at the end of last year and then the album before that is my first time being able to fully um have control over what production looked like rather than you know getting you know tracks from people or whatever just finding ways to get things done this time i was able to actually like you know um how do I say this? I was able to like arrange, you know, production and stuff like that. Um, Coming into some of the new music, like I'm starting to produce myself. Um, So that's going to be an interesting uh, (laughs) turn. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just looking. I think my goal at the end of the day, every time is to just have something to say. Yeah. Um, Something of substance to, to say um, something that people can feel. And I think that's as long as that is a priority, I think I'll be good. Of course, I also go into each project kind of wanting to do something sonically. Like I'll have an idea, like on one song, I may want to have a whole bunch of like stacked, you know, mm-hmm. leads, you know, mm-hmm. in another song, I may want it to be broken down and just acoustic. So I'm always going to have those different sonic ideas, yeah. but I feel like as long as I have something to say um, for people to grasp onto, then cool. I do want to kind of still push this thing where I'm not put in a box. I think each project that I do has different types of vibes on there. Yeah. Like it's not going to sound like one, like it's still cohesive because the sound comes from me, yeah. you know, vocally. But as far as like production is concerned, like you'll get different vibes. You'll yeah. get an a, a acoustic, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you'll get all types of genres, yeah. you know, all the time. And so I just want to continue to grow vocally. I want to continue to be able to, to fix you know, that ability and that muscle just kind of always wanted to push myself to do something different than I did before. Yeah. that um, That's, uh, and that's glad that you're, you're growing and you're able to, to have those options. Like, like I said, the latest thing that we just played, like it was so, it all fit, but you can tell there was, it's like an adventure from your background vocals. Mm-hmm. The last I was like, yo, the lows though, or <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and then you going from from singing to rap. Well, that was you. I'm, I'm assuming, um, rapping yeah. and 
it's just it's it's a beauty to to listen to um and to watch um and watch as you develop you grow and in that so man i appreciate you man um awesome 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 time just going into picking your brain a little bit oh brandy versus monica i gotta ask you who you got I don't want to talk. I got my take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say both. I mean, obviously, earlier I said my one of my biggest influences is Brandy, but I think Monica also has records. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I just think that that whole thing is because this has been a route a rivalry of some odd years. Like the fans make it unbearable. I think their intent is to come in there (laughs) to be able to flex their flex their catalog Mm -hmm. and the world be able to hear it in a new way. You know what I'm saying? I think both of them have had seasons where they just may have not been treated fairly as far as like the exposure because the industry just constantly changing. Exactly. One of her biggest Brandy's one of one of Brandy's biggest records was, you know, full moon and now critic, like it changed the soundscape, you know, of of R&B music, but critically, you know what I'm saying? She only had two singles, exactly. well, three singles, technically only two videos. She didn't get to promote it. She was pregnant. Like yeah. just going through the history of like her career and Monica's career as well. I don't think they both have gotten the opportunity to really shine like they should have and what they've been able to do for yeah. music. Um, so I just want them to be celebrated. I think the fans make it unbearable. So I'm like, how can I watch <laughs> this without seeing the comments? Cause Listen. Twitter is already like being crazy. I've had to like just mute yeah. everything. Cause it's just like, it's one thing to talk about preference, but it's another thing to talk about actual facts and people don't want to do that. So it's just kind of yeah, like, all right, uh, yeah. let's just, that's why I start watching them on uh, I think it's Apple music now. Cause you'll see less. Appreciate that. Cause that's exactly comments. where I'll be going. Um, Apple music. Cause they, you know, and shout out to of course, Swizz and Tim, they've been growing this thing. Now you can actually watch it on Instagram, YouTube, YouTube. I don't think YouTube, no more. Not, not right now, but Instagram and Apple uh, music or Apple TV. So I usually now I just watch it from Apple uh, Music on my phone or my my MacBook or whatever and just pop it up and it's just there full clarity full full visual you'll get like Twitter comments they allow Twitter comments obviously but it's nowhere near Instagram live where you just see everything um and actually Instagram lags too so I just realized that but <laughs> um but no nah, man I I appreciate you I appreciate your your intellect and everything that you you're bringing to the table man uh I'm extremely excited for the projects and stuff that comes out of you. Cause again, you're not just a recording artist. You are much more than just that. So I, I definitely salute you with that. Um, where can they find you? Um, and t- for those who don't know who you are, where can they find you and how can they get in touch with you? So all platforms, Brickliam, B-R-I-K-L-I-A-M or Brickliam.com has all the links that you'll need to find me, YouTube, all the social media platforms, all the streaming platforms and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he'll, his information definitely be in our uh, description and stuff for this episode. So with that being said, Oh, I will not be, I'll be remiss if I didn't bring this up really quick um, and handling our platform responsibly. Uh, Our prayers and thoughts um, is with Jacob Blake's family. Uh, So recently there's been a story um, and not even just a story, it's a fact. Uh, and there's video. Um, view it at your discretion. But there's video, of course, of him walking to the car. Uh, he goes in the car. We don't know what he was grabbing. We don't know what he was looking for. But the facts are his kids was in the car. Two cops opened fire eight times in his back. He went to the hospital. He's still alive. So do not. 
you know, I'm saying this in handling this this platform responsibly. Do not be going out there, spreading rumors or saying he died or nothing like that. We want we want this man to live. Um, the latest report that we have gotten over the airwaves is, of course, he's still alive, but I guess he's paralyzed now um, from the waist down. Um, and so our prayers and thoughts is with that family. And I'll say this. I know that there's been people with this one that has been like, okay, well, you know, you know how people do the whole like, oh, what what could he have done? And, and you know, did he have to go to the car? Look. Facts is facts. I, I don't care about what he was going for. I don't care about why or whatever. The sa- it's the same story we're, we've been hearing, we're tired of hearing as black people. There's no reason why you should open fire on a human being that is unarmed. Even if he was walking to the car, which I seen the video, so because he was walking to the car, the policeman saw him and kind of walked with him to the car with their guns out and didn't decide to shoot until his back was turned when he opened the car door to lean in the driver's seat to go pick up or I guess get whatever he he was going to get. That is inhumane. It's wrong. It's they try to murder this man. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care the the reasoning or whatever. Okay. As policemen, people with authority and badges, you are trained, you have common sense at least to know you can detain somebody without shooting, period. And that is the frustrating part that we have, We are still in this fight and trying to speak out against is the violence, it is the inhumane acts, it is the senseless murders that policemen feel like they can do whenever or, or, or how many times. Um, it doesn't make sense. So uh, I wanted to put that out there. Um, please keep using your voice. Uh, please keep keep uh, being proactive with solutions. Um, do not feel like you're not being heard because you are. For those who are in the streets, for those who are in the communities, organizations, even creatives who are using their gifts for for this stuff, do not feel like it's a waste. Do not feel like um, you're just doing it because you want to be part of, you know, just be just to be part. Like no, do it because you know what you what you do can create change what you do is involved in the change what you do is involved in what's happening as far as things are shifting and 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 changing and best believe things are slowly changing slowly but it's better than what it was when nothing was happening because people just didn't didn't care or people just didn't didn't pay attention um so please keep being proactive stay safe um even even with systematic racism going on and all this stuff we're still in the pandemic too so it's a lot i I get it we understand trust me but please 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 stay safe um stay in good health be proactive when it comes to racism fight against racism at the same time please of course wash your hands stay safe stay inside if you need to if you gotta travel wear a mask listen wear a mask and that is so 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 people people think it's so easy they don't do it listen i've known um this thing personally, I have lost a couple of friends, close friends to COVID, um, and it's it's affected me a lot. And so I'm encouraging people, please wear a mask. Don't don't just sugarcoat it. Don't don't come on, you know. And with like I said, with racism, keep fighting. I am a father. I have a son um, who's six months, and so my perspective is a is a whole. It's in a different world right now when it comes to being a black father and having a black son. So again. Prayers and shout and prayers and and, and uh, not even condolences because he's still alive, 
prayers to that family. We are praying for you. Uh, we appreciate you speaking out. Uh, and that is it. So uh, without further ado, thank you, Brick. Um, if you're watching on YouTube right now, thank you guys so much. If you're listening right now on Apple and Spotify, we salute you. We appreciate you. We love you. Also, thank you to a thousand downloads from you guys. We appreciate you so much. This is only the beginning. Uh, you can find us on thecraftfactory.org for more of our old episodes and all the content that we've that we've done. We just did a devotional, five day devotional on our Instagram page. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, and everything else that's going on in the Craft Factory. I am your host, Cecil. My boys, I'm sure, are saying hey somewhere um, as they watch Osa and Abraham. But I am Cecil. Brick Liam, thank you guys. Thank you so much for everything. And we are out. You win some, you lose. See y'all when we see y'all. Peace. Yeah,